Hey everybody, welcome to episode 74 of the Is That Normal podcast, and it is good to be back. We've had a little break. It is, it is. We are glad to be here and got some exciting things to share today, and in the future we got some great episodes coming up. But So to start off today though, Randall, have you seen the new trailer just came out a week or so ago for Stranger Things Season 4? I have not, actually, okay. so yes. I'm... I'm uh, I'm not caught up on Stranger Things yet, so okay. So I haven't seen the trailer, but, yeah. so, but I've, I've heard the so, buzz. So my house is a big thing. Uh, my kids are super excited. They're big Stranger Things fans, and uh, you know, and they're really a little bummed because you know they have this trailer and they say coming in 2022. And we're like, yeah, what we thought it was gonna be this fall, you know. So anyway, but we at least we know it's still out there yes. and that it's on its way. So 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 you see you're not caught up. Have you watched the show? I have watched all? exactly well, maybe two episodes of it. Okay. Um okay. and we started it and it was one of those that we just we had a lot of other shows going mm-hmm. on and we just never continued. Um and I I think I was starting to get my interest peaked, but I don't think I got quite far enough into it to like completely get hooked where it's like then you got to binge all of it. Right, so right. so it's it is definitely on my list of ones that I want to go back to and and catch up, which I kind of that's kind of been my nature anyway. Um with shows like that is yeah. I like to be able to start later because then you can go and you can just watch you it know, all. Watch it all yeah. and catch yeah. up instead of having to having to wait and it is interesting you know i try to vary that actually Mm -hmm. personally for myself there's some shows i'm like "Ooh, let's watch this as it comes out so we have to wait a week yeah and then there's some things there's like i'm not touching that until it's all out there so i can just like you know hammer through as fast as i want yeah yeah so it's kind of fun we kind of try to balance that especially a lot of those shows that have Mm -hmm. that have a lot of details that that kind of are threaded through Yes. To me, I love the benefit of being able to watch those where you don't some of those things that you miss when you have to when a period of time yeah. passes. You don't from almost the have to go back episode. and watch the yeah. last episode again, and then yeah, yeah. yeah. So. No, I totally get that. You know, and so just to catch everybody up just a little bit. So Stranger Things is uh, they've had three seasons. It's a Netflix original, so you can only watch it really if you have Netflix to mm-hmm. stream it. Um, when it comes out, it does come out episodic, so you have to kind of mm, wait. Yeah. Uh, so so we've done that. I think with at least two of the seasons as a family, kind of watched it as it came out. Um, but, uh, you know, so it's, it's really aimed a little younger than us, you know, so it's a, like yeah. a teen tween really kind of probably the target market. So, so for you not to have watched it, that's probably not abnormal, but yeah. I know for my kids, it's been one of the first TV shows, my older kids connected over. Um, and there's a lot of reasons and, uh, for that. Um, but you know, so it's this show about these kids who are like teenagers and they're the main characters and they've got a big friend group. And it's just very appealing for my kids. And so as they start asking about watching it, it does have some scary horror elements in it. Um, we made the decision that I'd watch it together. And so so my three oldest kids and I, we watched this show mostly uh, together. And so today I want to talk about why I chose to do that. as we said welcome to the is that normal podcast uh where where really our goal is to help equip parents of teens and young adults to lead their kids toward towards christ and so today you know we, we talked about stranger things so so help us figure out what do stranger things have to <laughs> right, do with that right so i'm not going to give you the gospel according to stranger things and tell you all the like <laughs> 
Christ illusions throughout the story. So it's definitely nothing like that. And actually, there's some kind of big problems with uh, some of the cultural worldview of the show. And so, again, we'll talk a little bit about that as we go through. Uh, and that's really one of the reasons I asked to watch it with my kids is so I could help them navigate some of those things. So would you recommend the show? You know, I definitely... Uh, because of some of the worldview issues, uh, there's a little bit of language in it, and and then there's some you know some horror issues like that's got like a scary yeah. movie. Um, I definitely wouldn't recommend it for under you know teenagers, you know yeah. thirteen. Uh, it's probably you know if it was a movie, it'd be a PG thirteen movie yeah. probably. Um, so I definitely would rec- recommend it younger than that. And I wouldn't even particularly tell you you need to go out and watch that and get caught up. That you know that's that may not be your story if you haven't watched it to this point you may not be a Stranger Things fan because it's kind of one of those things if you've not already caught on for the reasons yeah. that we've caught on, then you might not be one ca- catching on. But I would recommend you, uh, and that's really what I want to talk about today, is connecting with and engaging your children over things they're interested in. And that's really you know, at the base of all this, You know why I navigated this with my children. Um, I, I enjoyed it myself yeah. personally. I'll tell you some of that too here in a minute. But, but you know, so there's this obvious need to filter content for our kids and there's different ways to handle it and that's a whole nother episode but this is the way i chose to do it in this situation is i'll watch this with you yeah yeah so so what are some of those connection points that you talk about well there's this this pull of cultural interest so and I, randall i i've long you know we've dealt with youth for a long time i've been a youth group and one of the things we've done i, I read a lot of books about culture i try to keep my finger on the pulse of yeah. what's going on with music and media and stuff but it has gotten so large and varied and individualized like it's so hard to keep up but but my kids do like they have this like secret code language that they talk in of all the the things that they know about that don't have anything to do with tv or movies or music it's all like social media this or social media that so your kids are being influenced by culture yeah and there's a huge draw to be in the know like that fear Mm -hmm. of missing out that FOMO, yes. that's a big deal. And kids want to make sure they're in the know on the biggest, best happening things. And so there's a pull. And so when Stranger Things came out, like if you weren't a Stranger Things, like you were nobody, yeah. you know, in that culture. Like it was what everybody talked about. Yeah. It's a big deal. And so they had this huge draw to, to be pulled into that. And, you know, and kids are curious and they want to know and they want to check things out. And at our house, we've tried to create a culture of open discussion. Yeah. You know, again, we talk about that a lot, like being able to ask good questions, you know, trying to have a safe space. And so I'd rather my kids come and talk to me about things, share things with me, show things to me that they might know I don't agree with or whatever, so we can have a discussion about it rather than, you know, if I just tell my older kids, you know, younger kids, it's a little different, but as they get into these teenage and, and especially as young adults, if you yeah. just say no, because I said no, and I'm the parent. You know, you're like, you're asking for rebellion and pushback right. and them going to their friend's house and doing it anyway. So, yep. I mean, if they want to do this, they're going to do it. And so, so I'd rather have an open discussion for us to consider it. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes it still needs to be a no after the discussion. Mm-hmm. But in this case, we discussed it and I said, well, let's check that out together. Yeah. And so that was kind of our decision there. So, yeah. so what did you, what did you find when you watched it? Um, you know, I. There's a lot of good things I enjoyed, um, but but some of the big things just as far as what we talked about and what I've pulled out of it coming away from it is, you know, it really speaks to young people's and all of our need to look for a connection to something bigger than us. Like, um, you know, it's one of the things that Stranger Things is 
um, praised for or talked about often is the nostalgia factor. So yeah. I mean, you've got, uh, it's set in the 80s. I mean, there's a, the video arcades and movie rental stores <laughs> and 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 um, you know malls and all their glory. Yeah. And then you've got them, they're pulling in these actors from famous 80s movies. So Sean Astin's in there. You know, he was yeah. became famous from the Goonies and then yep. you know, went on to have a career. And Winona Ryder's in there, Paul Reiser. I mean, you've got got these people that's like oh this makes me feel like yes. i'm back in the 80s and and music and cars are you yeah. know from the 80s and and so so there's that but there's also this fantastic story about this supernatural stuff going on but it's set in a setting that we even if you didn't live through it somehow they've managed to to make these cultural nostalgia points so so it makes us feel like we're living this mundane life but i know there's something more out there and yeah. so so we have this like like big pull of that spiritual reality. Um, and, and the other point that that kind of leads into is in that spiritual reality, we all realize that we need a savior. And, you know, at the foundation of this story is this basic struggle of good and evil. And, and the heroes or the main characters turn out to be this group of like 13 year olds. You know, I mean, they yeah. grow up through the show a little bit, but, you know, and they start, they're like 13 years old and they're smarter than the adults and they're saving the world. And what, what kid doesn't want to watch a show about like 13 year olds yeah. saving the world and being superheroes. I mean, without special powers, there's, there's a little bit of special powers in there, but, but one of the problems is, is just that point is this belief that, you know, whatever struggle we face, if, if we're good enough and strong enough and capable enough, or, you know, have the right tools that, that we can be our own savior. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just really not true. You know, we, no matter how good people are or how talented they are, we aren't enough um, to measure up to God's standard, uh, let alone to always do the right thing. Yeah. And um, so so as we watch these flawed characters be better and stronger because they believe in themselves, it creates this dangerous temptation to think, well, I should be able to do that too. Yeah. And that's just not true. So, you know, so we spent time talking about the characters. There's really good character development in it, like really well done. Um, but realize that some of that's realistic, but some of that wasn't realistic mm-hmm. and helping my kids discern where those where those spots were so yeah so so what else do you think has made this franchise so popular because it it is it's like yeah even if for me having not watched the whole thing you can't you almost it's almost impossible to be not socially aware that it exists and that it's a huge phenomenon um it's well acted it's well written it's very well produced i mean it's just really good film um you know for a guy who loves film and watching movies and loves stories uh, it's it's good. I, I I as far as from that standpoint, it's as good as anything I've ever watched. Like the character development's very complex, and the storyline's very non cliche, and I mean it's just really good. Um, and so I think that's you know part of it. But then there's all these references and nods, like we said, to films of the past. Like there's actually you know they'll pull little clips of lines out of movies and mm-hmm. slip them in there. And if you're like an Easter egg nerd, you'll kind of yeah. catch those things. And then there's all the 80s which randall did you know the 80s are back in fashion uh, yes the 80s and the 90s which yeah. is just yeah yeah so yeah so car, cars mullets and and crazy colored clothes so, like it's, so for those yeah. of us that hung on to our our clothes from back <laughs> yeah, then we're... yeah yeah it is happening actually i saw my my son if he's listening to this he'll like hate me but like he had tight rolled jeans on today yes like, socks showing yes. and white like yes. tennis shoes i was like that is the most 80s 90s thing like and, and just do. to throw in some personality he had on socks that had pink cows on them i don't know if you realize that <laughs> did, on top of it did. but yes so. yes yes which may have been his sister's socks now that I think about that. but anyway <laughs> but that's all okay so but yeah you know 
But all of that being said, I think the greatest reason is 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 just the fact that everything is spiritual, and this show addresses that. Yeah. And you know we're created as eternal spiritual beings um, in mortal bodies, and, and it creates this tension, and we know it, and we long for eternity, we long for the supernatural, and we hope and seek for something more. And you know this show gives a very interesting, exciting, and scientific answer to some of those things, and so that's compelling and intriguing. But the thing is, there's no balance. There's this evil that's mm-hmm. like coming from another dimension and ruining everything. But the only thing that balances is a bunch of teenagers. Yeah. And um, and you know that's just not the way life really is. I, I know I'm I'm kind of, I love sciencey stuff. And and when they were doing um, the Large Hadron Collider and they were looking for the Higgs boson over in Europe, yeah, I was really fascinated by that because one of the things that they did that for was because they discovered. With certain reactions, there's there's matter that was lost, and, and they called it antimatter. Mm-hmm. But something had to balance that, and so as they started doing math and equations, they realized that in their like Newtonian physics, if there wasn't something that is not in this dimension or tangible world balancing all the matter here, like everything's wrong, like yeah. with their math, it doesn't match up. So they were looking for this antimatter particle that they called the God particle. Because the only thing that can balance everything in our life and everything that we think of and evil and all of that is God. He's the only counterbalance. And so if we leave him out of the equation, everything's going to implode on itself like a black hole. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So not everybody is maybe a Stranger Things fan or has watched it or maybe they say, hey, that, that's not really just for me. But what are some of the transferable principles maybe sure. from, from what you've observed from it? Yeah, I think it's really easy. You know, I think, first of all, you find out what your kids love. Like, if you don't know what your kids love, then you don't really have a relationship with your kids. And, yeah. I mean, you need to know, you know, what your kids are watching, listening to, interested in, reading, if you can get them to read. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, what, what what are they excited about? What are their hobbies? What are their interests? And, and that takes time and that takes listening. You know, yeah. you can't just go in and say, okay. Write me a list of your five favorite things. Like, <laughs> it's a little bit more complicated yeah. than that. You know, well, show me about that. Well, tell me about that. Like, what what do you love about that? Mm-hmm. Like, so it's it's a process of drawing that out of them. Um, I know for every one of my kids, when they hit about thirteen, like every bit bit of information I get out of them, I'm having to like. So tell me one Extract more thing from, about yes. that. So it's hard work, but mm-hmm. we have to do that. Um, and then when you do that, then start looking for those talking points, and, and don't. Again, we, I don't think this is a lecture moment. There's some. Yeah. There, there's lecture moments. This isn't one. It's not yeah. like you're listening to that. What's wrong with you? Let's go, you know, slow down. Take yeah. a breath. Just say, yeah. well, what do you like about that? Well, what do you think about when they say this? What do you mm-hmm. think about their belief on this? What do you think? What, how about the language they're using? What, yeah. whatever it is, let them discover the worldview of that person through your lens of helping them discern that. Yeah. And then maybe you can interject the. Well, you know that this is what. You know, we believe, and you know, this is what the Bible says, and this is what God says, and this is what Jesus called us to do. I think that matches up, you know, and so, so just create those moments of, of discussion. And, and it's, the e- it's easier to do when you just watch an episode and you're like, that was awesome. You see that whole building explode, and man, wasn't that part great? I love that part. I love that part. What do you think about that part? Well, what do you yeah. think about this thing that happened? I was, that kind of concerned me. Well, I, I thought that was out of character, or I thought that was out of line, or was that very realistic? And, so it gives you that natural place yeah. to have that discussion. And so, and then just really at the bottom of it, just do things with them that they love. Yeah. Even if you don't love it necessarily, 
um, is so valuable. And they're going to remember that always that you sat down and played blocks with them when they were a kid, when they were little or Barbies or whatever it was that they wanted yeah. to play or that you engage in the things they loved when they were a teenager yeah. with them. And, you know, I know you've talked about it before on this podcast. Um, you know, I've even experienced that to a point of this, this really unique thing hap- happens when, when you show some genuine interest in, you know, what, spe- I'm specifically talking about teenagers, you know, my experience as far as what are they interested in, but then you start asking those questions of why. Because cause there's a lot of things, you know, like you said, the, just the, how broad of a spectrum of things there are out there. Um, my kids are all watching Japanese anime, like, yeah. like nuts right now. Like anytime I'm driving somewhere, suddenly I'm like, wait a minute, I hear Japanese. Like what is going on? And like I turn around, my kids are like huddled around a phone back there to watch an anime while I'm driving down the road. And it's yeah. just like, and, who, and it's, how did that happen? Absolutely. <clears throat> and and so it's really easy. You know, I, I've always, like you said, I, I've always tried to at least kind of feel like I tried to somewhat stay relevant or keep up to speed on, on as culture has changed but but boy it's it's nearly impossible to do now Mm -hmm. um but but and even the things that i have become aware of some of the things i just you know kind of shake my head and i I don't understand but man there's been some really unique conversations that come out of you know showing some interest and then asking well what motivates you what why is that interesting to you or why is that something that you um you know you you enjoy or that you you're consuming this type of content and um, it really does lead to some really unique conversations and maybe open some doors to some deeper conversations that you would have a hard time just, you know, kind of approaching straight on. Yeah. So it's, it really does open some unique things. And I think it, I think it's significant to them for people to show some genuine interest in, in what, what's important to them. When you do that, you make them an expert. When you ask yeah. them about themselves and things that they like, and who doesn't like to feel like an expert? Yeah. And so that builds trust and, and, and mutual respect so that you can have then a platform and say, well, okay, well, let me let you see my perspective yeah. now that you've told me yours. And Absolutely. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So so as we wrap up today, our two takeaways is the the first, if, if you're a fan of, of Stranger Things, to check out the new trailer. We'll put a link um, in the Okay, yeah, for perfect. It. Yeah. And then second is... Um, to, to maybe try to find some time to have some spiritually guided discussions um, about things that your kids live in this week. You know, uh, the, the things that they're consuming or the things that that are, you know, part of their world to, to yeah. find some ways in and have some of those those maybe deeper spiritually guided conversations this week. Absolutely. Until then. All right. Be, be abnormal. abnormal.